Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is phishing, and we're talking with David Jevons, Chairman of the Anti-Phishing Working Group. Hey, David, it's good to catch up with you again. Great to talk with you, Tom. From what I hear, things are awfully busy in your business, so I'm curious, given the state of the economy, what's the state of phishing against banking institutions these days? Well, Tom, what we're seeing is when times get tough, the uh, cyber criminal community actually gets uh, quite a bit more active. And we're seeing that really across the board in uh, phishing attacks, uh, also new types of uh, malware that gets onto your computer and starts stealing your passwords and, uh, and doing all kinds of nefarious activities. So definitely seeing an uptick in, uh, in phishing attacks and malware and also increasing sophistication and lots of, uh, Lots of attempting to use some of the situation with, with the banks right now as a ruse to trick people into giving out their passwords. Well, it's interesting because certainly I see or a Wachovia or big news about that. All of a sudden, my spam filter fills up with bogus notes from these institutions, and I've got to assume that's what lots of people were seeing. That's right. We're seeing it uh, against banks. We're seeing it against customers of insurance companies that have been in the news recently. So it's um, it's definitely something that the scammers are using to try to trick people when they're a little confused or concerned. Now, are there any new wrinkles on old tricks that you're starting to see emerge? Well, we're seeing a little bit more um, uh, sophistication around some of the holiday scams. Um, we've been seeing email scams coming out pretending to be from FedEx and UPS where, um, you know, you've got an order confirmation for something you didn't actually order online, and um, those either take you to phishing sites or to uh, sites that try to install malicious software on your computer. So there's definitely been a kind of some new evolution in that side of it. The other thing is there's been increasing spear phishing going on where the bad guys get your name and maybe part of your account number and your email address, and they send you very targeted emails directly to you. Uh, and people tend to fall for those when it has, uh, you know, their full name and some information about sure. them. Another wrinkle that we've been seeing is the use of social networks to uh, spread phishing and also to spread uh, messages that get people to click on them and then install malicious software on their computer. So imagine, for example, if somebody takes over your MySpace account and then uh, they send email out to all of your friends coming from you, so your friends naturally click on it, and that email installs some software onto their computer that steals their passwords, and then they can start sending out the email from those people. So you can get very, very virulent attacks that spread through social networks uh, very, very quickly, and that can install malicious software on hundreds of thousands or even million computers uh, within a space of a day or two. And it's funny you mention that because that, that almost happened to me last week when I got just such a note from, believe it or not, a security executive on Facebook, and it was exactly as you described. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's been targeted ones. Some of them are more are, are just widespread, trying to get malicious software on as many computers as possible. Some of them are more targeted where they're going after security executives um, that perhaps sell into uh, financial institutions. And um, so they actually are, are, are trying to get malware inside of financial institutions 
through some of the social networking or spear phishing attacks. Boy, scary stuff. What do you find to be some of the most effective ways for banking institutions to help their customers to fight back? Well, customer education is definitely one thing. Um, and trying to do that a little bit in advance and you know, giving people resources on your website when they log in, having information on the login page that is always there about, you know, click here to learn about security or warning there are you know, fake emails. And it's best to do that in advance because if you wait until you have a big phishing attack, um, it's really too late. And uh, and then you're, set, you're actually making the problem worse by sending emails to your customers trying to educate them. So we definitely advocate educating them early and educating them on the web page when they log in. We also, of course, are seeing a lot more deployment of stronger authentication technologies uh, by financial institutions, some of them for their higher net worth uh, customers or for their uh, wholesale customers are, are deploying authentication devices, which um, can make uh, phishing uh, not impossible, but can make it very, very difficult for the bad guys. Now, Dave, I hear banking institutions saying all the right things about phishing right now, so I get the sense that they're that they're making an effort to educate. But for those that maybe don't see this as an immediate concern, what are some of the warning signs that your institution's customers are being phished? Well, there's a couple of things that that, uh, that you can do as a financial institution. Um, if you get phone calls in, sometimes you'll get one or two phone calls in, hey, I got what looks like a phishing email. Um, you know, make it easy for people to submit that stuff via email to you so that there's a fraud or a spoof at yourbank.com address that people can send it in. So don't ignore those early warning signs where you might have one or two uh, people complaining. What you need to do is try to get a copy of the uh, phishing email if possible and find out uh, what is the ruse, where are the servers that... Um, that they're hosting it on. Other things that you can do is watch your email for what we call backscatter. So this is when uh, fishers send email to um, bad email addresses that they bought off a spam list. Uh, they will typically put your bank's email ad address as the bounce back location. So if you're monitoring your email servers and the bounce backs that say, for example, you know, no such address, you can start to see when the fishers are testing a fishing kit. So that's typically what's happening. These low volume reports, a little bit of backscatter on your mail server, it's usually somebody doing a test. And if they're doing a test, they're trying to find vulnerabilities in your site. They're trying to uh, find, um, basically set up the system, set up the fishing kits, and find the response rate. That's when you need to get worried, and that's when you need to get serious, because that can indicate that there potentially is a major attack coming. And in our experience, once the phishing kit has been created for your financial institution, it often gets combined with other phishing kits. So one phishing site might host a phishing site for five different banks. And typically, once it starts, it rarely goes away. They're, they continue until you close whatever loophole it is where they're somehow able to monetize that. So definitely pay attention early on. You spoke a few minutes ago about the importance of educating consumers. What have you found to be some of the most effective ways to educate them? Well, 
unfortunately, educating the consumer is going to be a never-ending task, and you'll never educate more than about half of them. Um, but uh, effective ways are definitely, as we mentioned earlier, putting information on the login page of your website, putting information once they've logged in, occasionally alerting them to that. Sometimes putting pictures of phishing emails and letting them know that, hey, there are these fake emails. We, we don't ask you for information. So visually showing what these sites look like and also being very, very clear and specific and simple. For example, we will never ask for your social security number um, is one very simple method. And just make sure that you, you never break that rule and that you, you, know, you don't sometimes have a marketing thing that asks for it. So keeping the message simple and making it easy to access on the Internet tends to be about the best way to educate customers. Earlier in the year, Dave, we heard an awful lot about vishing, you know, the voicemail phishing attempts. And I'm curious, one, whether that has remained a prevalent trend. And then, two, as you're looking ahead into 2009, what are you seeing emerging as the top phishing trends that people ought to be aware of? So we have definitely been seeing an increase in vishing or uh, voice phishing. Um, vishing can be very effective because you're sending an email out with no links in it at all to bad websites, which means they typically will get through spam filters. And they'll just have a phone number saying, you know, there's an issue with your account, please call this phone number. And then the people, of course, call the phone number. It's a site hosted on the Internet, and they're entering in their account numbers and PIN numbers and things like that. That has risen to about 1% of phishing and continues to rise. The Federal Trade Commission has done a great job creating an educational uh, warning message that the phone companies can uh, place when they take down one of these uh, phishing numbers. So sometimes you might call one of these, and if the phone company has taken the, the, the number down, there's a really great FTC uh, educational and warning page. By the way, one of the things that we've also done uh, at the Anti-Fishing Working Group is we have put together a landing page that educates consumers about phishing, and we uh, encourage ISPs to uh, point to it when they take down a phishing site so that as consumers visit those sites, they get a very consistent uh, educational message. So back to the emerging threats of 09, we think continued phishing, uh, definitely much more targeted attacks so we do know that there are tens of millions of people's data floating around from different database breaches. That information can be used to create extremely targeted phishing attacks. We also will continue to see an increase in very technically sophisticated attacks against financial institutions and other companies directly. These will be attempts to install malware inside of the companies, attempts to steal access credentials to get into company networks, one thing we're particularly worried about that uh, recently cropped up are fishers sending email to the technical contact of a domain registrar. So, for example, if mybank.com is a website, the webmaster who controls that would be, you know, webmaster at mybank.com. They will send emails pretending to be from the domain registrar saying, you know, your domain name is about to expire, you need to update it or update your contact information that will get sent directly to the technical contact. If that person were to fall for it and log in using their name and password, 
then the bad guys could basically take over an entire bank's website and email traffic and redirect it to their own sites. So that is uh, something we're quite concerned about. And um, that we've already seen some of that in the last uh, couple of weeks against some of the major registrars. So definitely something to be concerned about and to be very wary of on the bank IT side of things. So there continues just to be more scary stuff that we need to be worried about. Um, yeah, you know, they continue to get more professional is really what's going on. They're, they're taking more time to think through the scams, and they're thinking through how to use third-party, non-obvious systems like social networks, professional social networking systems, stolen databases. You know, and so the, the, the threats and the attacks are, are going to be things that it's probably difficult for us to imagine at this point because they're working through some fairly sophisticated scenarios, and there's clearly some of these attacks where people have planned it for many, many months and are patient about trying to, you know, get a big score. Well, Dave, let's keep in touch, and as we get into 2009, please keep us apprised of the threats, and we'll do our best to spread the word to the banking institutions. Thanks, Tom. Great talking with you today. appreciate your time and your your insights today, Dave. We've been talking with Dave Jevons, Chairman of the Anti-Phishing Working Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.